This program is a proud member of Univaz. Unified, unique voices. Learn more at univazpods.net. Welcome to Talk About Gay Sex live. We are live on our Facebook page, Talk About Gay Sex. Uh, we are a live podcast or tonight, but we come out every Tuesday on um, iTunes, Stitcher, all the... Well, I mean, I came out a long time ago, but the podcast comes out every Tuesday. Yes, exactly, girl. Um, I'm joined by this loudmouth next to me, Steve Carpenter, one of my co- That would be me. Yeah. And on the far end, beautiful Jeremy Ross Lopez. Hi, guys. How are you guys? Excellent. We want to let you know, um, and hello out there to live stream land. Today we're going to be talking about bisexuality and polyamory. And uh, so we want to hear from you. Simply like a comment, like, you know, love us. We, we, we're very needy. And, very and, needy. And ask us questions. We have an amazing special guest today, Zachary Zane. It's going to help. Yep. He's going to help break it down for us. Um, but just once again to let you know, we are at Rebar. Rebar is here in New York City and Chelsea. Um, it's one of my favorite bars, and we love them. When, the next time you are in New York City, please come here to Rebar, because it's like they have hot nights. They also have my friend's party called Mail Room. And uh, Antonio's party is May 11th, Friday, May 11th, which is this Friday, right, y'all? So please support. We will say it again. Darling. <laughs> but um, I wanted to check in with you guys because we just played Janelle Monet's song, um, Make Me Feel. And how do you guys, don't you love that song? I do. It's a great song. It's love so it. sexy. And the video is really good, too. Hot. Hot. So Janelle Monae actually came out originally as um, bisexual, but then uh, she actually decided she read what pansexual was, and she actually decided that she liked that better. Um, I, I think she's so cool. Did you see her at the well, Met She identified with it better, I think, is a better way to phrase it. <laughs> yes. But yes. Absolutely, right, right. And we're going to ask Zachary about what pansexual more about that but um yeah don't don't did you see her jeremy at the yes i loved her outfit and she's just a really cool individual as a person in general who were who were some of your favorite people at the met gala who what who did you love of course kim <laughs> kim kardashian uh, j-lo j-lo rihanna who didn't love rihanna yes riri was good somebody out there liked us yep um <laughs> how about madonna y'all i mean she's the one that madonna performed can we hear for her? Yes. Madonna, Madonna did it. J-Lo yeah. was fabulous. Yeah. Exactly, fabulous. exactly. And, and Sarah Jessica Parker, yes. I don't know what she had on her head, but it was just, you know, <laughs> she looked fabulous, but that, that, I don't know what she had on her head. It was very cathedral. It looked like a confessional. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. So, you guys, we want to hear from you in the audience. We want to hear from you in our, uh, on our Facebook page. Jeremy, you're checking in on questions mm -hmm. and comments, so, and are you seeing some feed? Mm -hmm. Cool. So, and by the way, my, Sorry. by the way, my favorite show right now is, um, we probably just have to turn the, the main, just, just a teeny bit, just a teeny bit. Feedback is not pretty. 
So my favorite show right now is um, Summer, the Donna Summer musical. So if you haven't seen it, you need to see it. She's one of our gay icons. And I mean, please go see that. But without further ado, I want to introduce our special guest. Um, his name, he is a Brooklyn-based freelance writer, speaker, and activist whose work focuses on bisexuality, gender identity, politics, relationships, and culture. He is a contributing editor for The Advocate magazine and Pride. He also has a weekly column at bisexual.org and currently writes for The Washington Post, Cosmopolitan, and Want Out magazine. He's been featured in numerous other publications as well. Um, he's a leading bisexual activist. Zachary Zane has spoken across the country and universities and panels alike. Um, he attended the bisexual White House briefing, y'all, at the White House last year and has been featured as an expert on a number of panelists, including Dan Savage, who's one of my icons and why we do the show, um, Savage Love. Without further ado, please welcome uh, Zachary Zane. Bring your cocktail, dear. There you go. Yeah, bring your cocktail. Hi. Hello. How are you guys doing? Good, 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 good. And he's wearing a crop top. I just want to um, first introduce Zachary because I met Zachary at Gay Pride a year ago. And you were with a friend of yours and you were done up. And I was so into your guys' look. You guys look so fabulous. And I, we just went up to you, but then I found out that you were bisexual and have a lot to say. Um, what was Gay Pride like for you last year? Um, I mean, Gay Pride is always a lot of fun. I was actually there with my ex-boyfriend, so that's who that was. And he was my ex at the time. Okay. Uh, but he was visiting New York, and yeah, it was just a drunken, slutty mess. Drunken, so, slutty mess. Yeah, what Pride is that sounds like fun. That's yeah. a good mix. Yeah, it was pretty good. I like that. I like that. Um, before we get into your background and everything, I, you saw a show that, I, that Steve Carpenter and I saw um, called 217 Boxes of Dr. Henry Anonymous. Um, briefly tell us who this icon is that we all should know about. Sure, he's one of those gay activists that is probably one of the most important people in the past century, yet most people have no idea who he is. So he is responsible for, in essence, removing uh, the idea yeah, talk uh, right oh, into that. Sorry, yeah. talk right into it. Yes. Um, of removing homosexuality. Just like it's a, big, just like it's a nice big penis. Okay. <laughs> right, real close to oh. it. No. Um, <laughs> he's responsible for uh, removing homosexuality from the DSM, which is what uh, psychiatrists and psychologists use. Yes. Diagnostic to, to, Statistics Manual. Exactly. Yes. Uh, so to diagnose mental illness. So he's the reason why homosexuality is no longer considered a mental illness by medical professionals. Right. So we owe him a lot of thank yous, yes, right? Yes, we, we absolutely For owe him a lot of our freedom. Yes, we do. Absolutely, absolutely. So, all right, today we want to talk about bisexuality. Um, the reason I wanted to do the show about bisexuality was because I feel like um, we have so many freedoms and in, I'm not in it. we share LGBT. There's LGB. Mm -hmm. And I feel like Oftentimes, we don't give the B enough credit. Like, it's a phase 
or and some of us came in, myself included, at one point used it as David. like a crutch, a, a stepping, yeah, yeah thanks, a, st a stepping yeah. stone. And so I feel like you know, since we march in the same parade, mm -hmm. that we don't understand it enough. Um, when did you realize that you were bisexual and really bisexual? Um, sorry. Yeah, uh, I'm really talking to that. I was thinking about this recently, like what was my earliest like same-sex attraction I had. And I remember when I was five years old in kindergarten, I'd run around the play, um, playground playing Kissy Monster with my best friend where I would go <laughs> up to him kiss him on the lips, at which point he would cry, run away, and then I would chase him again. Um, so I've literally been chasing boys since, since, I, was, were five. since I was five years old. The boys, though. Um, but when I finally... I always thought I um, was interested in men. I always was a little bit more flamboyant. Everyone always thought I was gay. I remember when I saw my psychiatrist at... 15 and I'm you had a psychiatrist at 15. Oh, yeah, I had problems. Um, <laughs> don't we all? Um, he's artistic, all artists, <laughs> are, all, all artists should see a shrink at some point. But so I tell him, I say, you know, I think I might be gay, and he goes, Well, do you like women? And I go, Yes, absolutely. And he goes, Then you're not gay. I go, Well, what if I'm bisexual? And he goes, Oh, no, bisexuality doesn't exist in men. What? And, and that was it. And that was the end of the conversation. And so that your was a psychiatrist said bisexuality doesn't exist in men. Like, and that was it. And, and that, that was the and end that was of the conversation. Clearly, that was a that's a non-trained like individual with uh, sexuality in general. And it, these are the people that are diagnosing us. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and I think I like. How are they supposed to help a younger person if that's your outlook on it? And I think. For me, it was so confusing because I had these attractions to men, but I knew I always liked women. Yeah. Like, when my first girlfriend and I broke up when I was 16, 17, I cried every day for two weeks. You really just don't hear a gay man crying over breaking up with a woman for two weeks, especially, like, people that age who kind of have a beard, so to speak. They break up, and then they're immediately over it. So because I had this attraction to women, because I'd been heartbroken by women, and I didn't think bisexuality existed, I was like, oh probably straight. Uh, and then my first week in college, I got drunk and hooked up with a guy. So it literally took like one week to do that. And then I was hooking <laughs> was up with that your, your first experience with a man? Yeah. Okay. Was it was your first week? It was my first week. That's you juicy. got a good education uh, then. Don't you he, love college? He is now a Chelsea gay, bizarrely <laughs> enough. Um, cool. But so I expected to have this big like aha moment where like I would kiss his lips and immediately I would know if I was gay and everything would be clear and that is not what happened at all I was first of all I'd like be so drunk to get to that point so I ended up vomiting twice in the middle of him blowing me I like left in the bathroom like very quickly to like Ugh. just vomit because I was so drunk and then next morning I remember thinking to myself like that was fine not Great. I was drunk and embarrassing. Uh, I also remember getting like his beard hair in my mouth and thinking like, huh, that's kind of weird. Um, it's different. I've never met a woman like that. Different. I'm assuming you had been with women before, right? I'd been with a lot of women before. Um, but then, so I was like, eh, maybe this isn't for me. But then I would get drunk and hook up with guys for like five years and I hooked up with a, a number of men and I like the whole time I had these weird rationalizations. I was like, oh, I'm just like drunk and horny, a hole's a hole. I'm just like open-minded and don't really yeah. see gender. And uh -huh. like, I, I just always are, had these weird ways of 
not making claim, sense of yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then it was my brother, eventually, like, probably a couple months after college, and I'm home in Los Angeles visiting him, and he's talking to me, and he goes, you know, a lot of guys experiment, and they experiment for once, twice, maybe a couple of months. You've been experimenting for five years. Like, you're not <laughs> experimenting. Maybe it's not an experiment anymore. anymore. And, and I it like, doesn't <laughs> seem like there's an end in the yeah, future. Like, like, this is Which you. doesn't have to be. No. Which is really cool. Yeah. And that really, you know, having that from someone I loved, someone I trusted, who was not judgmental and all that good yeah. stuff, really kind of shook loose a few things in my brain and then I saw like an LGBT therapist when I was in Boston and in our second um, session which so was a better therapist than the uh, first much better therapist <laughs> I would hope yes, so he was. I'm assuming um, and on our second session I'm going on my whole rant about how I'm confused I don't know what I am and he interrupts me and goes you sound like you're bisexual like I don't mean to interrupt you like you clearly like men and you like women and you like them to different degrees but like what why do you keep saying you're confused when it seems like this is so obvious right and i said to him i'm like does that even really exist in men like that doesn't exist in men and he almost looked at me in this way like zach you're you're too smart to think that of course it exists Mm -hmm. in men but the only people i knew who identifies bisexual for men came out as gay shortly after and that was in college and when that's the only thing you know and this yeah. is before we had all the bisexual visibility and all these celebrities claiming the bisexual label proudly. Right, right. Um, so it, yeah, exactly. So it like was in the media. Everyone I knew who was bi came out as gay. And I had a psychiatrist tell me that bisexuality didn't exist. So it just... I didn't think I was that one in a billion person who was bisexual. I just didn't think right. it existed. So then explain to us what would be the difference between bisexuality and being pansexual. Like Janelle Monae said. Yeah, so it's a little confusing. And I think kind of the origin of this comes from the fact that, like, we used the word bisexual before we had a better idea of what gender is. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. So a lot of people erroneously assume that the the bi and bisexuality means you're attracted to cis men and cis women, cisgender men and cisgender women. Right. But... That's not what it means. It just means you're attracted to two or more genders. So, for example, I am bisexual. I, oh, sorry. Let me uh, then say what pansexuality is. So, pansexuality would mean you're attracted to all genders: transgender men, transgender women, gender mm-hmm. queer people, agender people. And Are they sort of the same? So, they can be the same. It's kind of like, what is it? A square is a rectangle, and a rectangle's or something like that a, a square and a rectangle yeah or no you know what i mean like okay never mind um but so for me i'm attracted to all genders so i am bisexual i'm also pansexual i have my reasons for claiming bisexuality it's the first word that i knew right. uh, i think it honors like the great legacy of bisexual activists and for me it's not limiting however for many people um bisexuality and pansexuality can mean the same thing Okay. Does that make sense? But, I know no, it's a no, little confusing. Makes, no, that makes a lot of sense because, you know, pansexuality is, is more inclusive of, of, you know, the trans community and... But the thing is, it's, it's not. And this is kind of the issue that's going on okay. now. Um, the idea is, like, bisexuality actually is inclusive of the trans community and it's this misnomer that people think that it's not inclusive. 
Okay. Because you can be like me. Like, I'm bisexual. I'm attracted to all genders. Right. Well, okay. I want to get more into that. but Sorry, I know it's a little confusing. We'll get sure. more into that. I just want to remind you all, we are live, um, and we're talking to you. Please comment, like us, some of the comments, and ask us questions. We have somebody checking in on that. Um, he's going to give us your questions. So if you want to hear from Zachary or us, let us know. Um, but I did want to get into a little bit of how... What do you, what, why is it that you think a lot of gay men don't accept bisexuality that much? And I mean, I think I had a I was at a bar with somebody over here in our audience the other day, and it's not you, but he was so against, he's a gay man, and he was so against, like, oh, I don't believe in bisexuality. And I just feel like we have our, like, we have our rights. Why wouldn't we accept, like, the LGB in it and have you experienced that with gay men oh absolutely I've experienced that with gay men and I think there are a couple of reasons I think kind of what I mentioned before there are a lot of um, gay men who use the bisexual label as right. a stepping stone so if they use it themselves they automatically assume that therefore everyone else is using it is using it as a stepping stone but I also think the other thing is there's this idea that you're not a part of our community because there's so many bisexual people who end up in like opposite sex relationships where you have these bi right. men who are uh -huh. dating straight women so at which point they feel as if you don't understand our struggle you're not a part of us you're not supporting us you're not part of this community why do we why are we inclusive of why you why would we include you yeah I get that um, so I think that's often like this a you're stigma. either with us or against us kind of thing yeah. and so they often see us as bisexuals especially in opposite sex relationships as being against us well, but I it mean, could be like a form stigma against yeah. like mm -hmm. well I mean I, I know there are a lot of a lot of gay men who when they come out they they use bisexuality as a stepping stone in mm -hmm. the sense that then they still have that tie to straightness to a degree where they'll, you know, they've got this stepping stone to say, well, yeah, I, 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 I kind of like men, but I still like women, so I'm bisexual. And then eventually they, you know, they can step out into that. And, and, and they, they do use it as a stepping stone, which is not necessarily, I mean, it, it's, it's only because gay is not as, even still, is not, you know, completely accepted. Well, to me, it, so, makes, it makes me annoyed because I feel like if we got our rights as gay men, why wouldn't we... Um, let bisexual people have their rights, and why are we diminishing their their right? And that, you know, I'm a gay man, and I still, I'm. It annoys me. Yeah, yeah, and I think the idea is, well, you're ending up with a woman anyway. You've had your rights. You're not afraid of holding your girlfriend's hand while walking down the street, versus I'm afraid of holding my boyfriend's hand while walking down the street. Right. You don't know our struggle, and I think that's the mindset that they have when it's like, no, you're right, we don't necessarily know that struggle. However, we right. have different struggles of our own that you guys don't experience either. Well, and you talked about that in one of your articles too, where you know, when you're straight, it's very easy to be on the subway and kiss them on the lips in public and hold hands and you know, whereas with a man it's 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 a it's a different sense. Mm -hmm. You know, so you know, I, I find that interesting. I, I find yeah, that interesting. It's something and I think one thing that even when I'm dating women, I hate this idea of being perceived of as straight, even though I'm dating her. And I think that's why I maybe even like queer right. up my attire. I make sure my yes queen work bitches come yeah. through. Yeah, you talked about <laughs> that. I love yes, that. I love uh, that. You <laughs> talked about that in an article where 
um, I don't know if it's passing. You said as a, it's easier to pass yes. as um, straight when you're, say, with another man or with a woman. Mm -hmm. But if you are, I mean, I don't know. Can you talk a little bit about that on how it's the bi like it's easier to pass sometimes? I mean, it, it, passing is always a difficult thing. Because um, transgender people go through that too. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Again, I think it's different fears. Uh, like, um, it is one thing where, uh, you know, holding hands with my boyfriend when I had a boyfriend, you know, would be more mm -hmm. something I'm definitely more aware of where I'm doing it. Can I do this? Right. Is this a matter of safety? Am I walking home late at night? As opposed to, I don't have that fear with a woman. However, this idea that your life is necessarily better because you're able to pass. Like, it, there are pros and cons to each. And yeah. I think this idea of passing, where for me, it's like I right. get to have kind of this queer identity that I have embraced ripped away from me. And I don't like that. I, I like being perceived as queer. I want to be queer. Yeah. Right. I want people right. to know that I'm queer. Um, but I, so read by, I read by his writing that he's, like, proud of both. So he doesn't really want to pass as one or the other, which is really interesting yeah. because yeah. you don't want to be... Not necessarily objectified, but also not want to be boxed in yeah. or labeled as labeled. one yeah. or the other. You'd rather just leave the option to be open. Yeah. I, I mean, I want to be bisexual. That's yeah. what I am. Right. That's yeah. what I want to be. And sometimes it's easier just to, you know, when you're with straight people, to use the lingo that they use. When you're with your gay boys, brothers... To be like, hey, girl, and, and I think that's okay. Yeah. And that's and I, what you were trying to say, yeah, right? Yeah, absolutely. I think all these aspects are part of cultural. Yeah. Yeah. No, that too. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we had a question for you. It's from Robert F. from NYC. Um, are there specific qualities you are attracted to in one sex and different ones in other sex? I'm assuming they're talking about, like, are there certain qualities you're attracted to in men? Versus women, that, I like you know big asses in men and women. Um, wow, you're that, into big asses. That is what I like. Um, Just like you. Okay, Jeremy. I think we all like okay, that. Yeah, like, that's <laughs> kind of universal. I like big dicks, so I'm just saying. Uh, <laughs> no, it's it's one of those things where I think I hear a lot of bisexual people being like, "Oh, I don't see like physical features. I just see like the person inside," and I'm like. Mm, that's bullshit. Obviously, you like I'm attracted. There's physical to, attraction. No, and yeah. I'm attracted to all of it. It's not one of those yeah. things. And like, yes, I'm not focused as much on like a dick or a vagina. That doesn't bother me. But like, yes, I like women with big boobs and big ass. Yeah. I like men who are stereotypically muscular with big. You know what I mean? Like, I yes. like those things in both genders. Right. Um, so it's not necessarily... Sorry, what was the question? I'm like a little off topic. But in general, I like big asses, but then like kind of what you well, think... Well, I think you answered it. You like big yeah. asses in both men and women. Yeah. So, yeah, and that's what they wanted to know. Yeah. Specifics, yeah. So we have another question from one of our good friends, uh, George. He said, have you ever had sex with a trans person or just a man or a woman? I've had sex. I've had sex with everyone. I've had sex with trans men, trans women, pre-op, post-op on hormones but haven't had the money to um, you know buy tits or whatever yeah. it is but no with everyone yeah awesome cool that's cool so it's yeah. fluid for you it's fluid and it's, it, it's again I think and a it's lot also of it, like you I, I've 
I've read some of your articles, it's also about in the moment with the person specifically. So it's like how you guys vibe and of course, what yeah, works no, for. And of course, there's an element of attraction that's not just physical. You know, yeah. you meet someone and yeah, you get of off course. of them and they're very cool. And because I'm attracted to And all I think body we types, all surprise uh, ourselves with not always you wouldn't yeah. assume that that would be the person that you would be into, and yeah. then... Well, I mean, I, I interviewed a, um, a, a, a retired psychologist, Dr. Doug Kimmel, and a friend of ours knows him, but anyway, he was saying that, you know, he recommends, like, having sex with our friends, and in many oh, ways, I, because we know our friends so well, and that, you know, in the gay community, although sex, he's all about sex, he's all about exploring... But we're entering a phase where all it is is about the hookup. Mm-hmm. And it's if you can actually have more meaningful relationships. So if you get to know somebody a little bit more. And do you know what he was sort of alluding of to? Yeah. Um, that way it's not just a hookup, but it's also. Right. Um, it's, it's not just a hookup, it's not necessarily like romantic love, but there's a level of like platonic love that you have right. for a friend. Well, um, yeah. There's, there, there's hot sex and there's hot love and there's combinations of the two. Exactly. And, and I think you know? for me, kind of going back to what you were saying, Jeremy, um, I think as someone who's attracted also like more masculine and feminine and yeah. androgynous like spirits and personalities and behaviors, yeah. it's yeah. not necessarily just the body type. Yeah. It's also no. I'm attracted to all of these it's types not really of spirits calculated. and personalities. Yeah. And so I think all of that kind of plays a factor right. and I'm attracted to all of it. Which is awesome. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I, I had a friend too who was um, mostly a top, and he's like, oh, Cassis, I think, you know, I think tomorrow night I'm going to be mostly, I'm going to be spending most of my time as a bottom, which I'm concerned about because I'm dating a bisexual man. I'm going out with a bisexual <laughs> man tomorrow. Bisexual is like, also the I, biggest fucking bottoms I know. Yeah, hello. Um, <laughs> hello. So I, so I said to him, I said, why do you, I said, why do you think because he's bisexual that he's, why do you think because he's bisexual that he's going to be a top only? I said, what, what are you thinking? You know, and he was like, oh, I hadn't really considered that. It's like, so trust me. Yeah. <laughs> so but, so yeah. We, have, we have a new question. Um, thank you out there. And once again, we are live um, on our Facebook page. We're talking to you. And you mentioned being fluid sexually. Have you noticed your interest changing over time? Oh, that's a really good question. Um, sometimes I feel like it changes by, honestly, the hour. Um, by the it, hour. It really is by the minute. so quickly. By the weather. Uh, by the weather. No, I know my legs sort of rubbing against you, and I'm sort of I like... I, I, now I'm attracted. I'm totally whole... like attracted to you right now. <laughs> I know. But... Um, there's... No, I think it's one of those things, this idea that... Hmm, what am I trying to say here? I guess let me answer the question directly. Um, it goes back to the bottom thing that you yeah. said, right? That a lot of bisexuals are bottoms. And... Yeah. No, I mean, it's one of those, like... I, again, it depends on the person a lot, but I'll, they'll definitely have times where I notice that, like, oh, I'm checking out a lot more guys as I'm walking down the street. And then mm-hmm. a month later, I'll be like, wow, I'm checking out a lot more women as I'm walking down the street. Um, I'm always attracted to all of them. I think they're... I can always tell also by my porn consumption, too. Like, if I have, like, two weeks where I'm just, like, watching just, like, gay male porn, yeah. I'm like, okay, this is what I want. And then I'll have a month of watching straight porn, and then I'll have a month of watching bi porn. That's interesting um, that you say that, because I said that I bounce between so many different genres, too. You do? I do, too. I watch a lot of straight porn, too. I, no, I don't. No? 
No, ma'am. Does no, anybody I'm here watch Kinsey Six? I was, I was telling a friend the other day, I was like, you do know you watch, I don't... Diego, do you watch straight porn or gay? <laughs> I was like, I have some both. Where you I'm watch like, both? How about you? Okay, where I, I watch... Show. You don't watch porn. Uh, <laughs> I have some days where I watch Some straight, of us are having more sex than watching, but... I have some days where I watch straight women dominate men with strap-ons, <laughs> and that turns me on. Wait, you watch... Say it again? Straight women dominating men with strap-ons. Pegging. W- wearing a strap-on. Them. Pegging. Yeah, pegging. Yeah. It's called pegging. So that kind pegging? of porn... Peggy's turns, in it? What? Pegging, pegging. Not Peggy, bitch. <laughs> Who's Peggy? <laughs> show, show of hands, how many people here watch straight porn? They don't. Not a one of you? I mean, come on. <laughs> people are being shy today. I love it, I love it, I love it. Um, I mean, I also wanted to talk uh, today about polyamory, which sure. is not related at all, but can be. I, I think that's one thing. Also, like before I speak about it, I have to do like the big disclaimer. It's like not all bisexuals are polyamorous. We're not yeah. all cheaters. Like plenty of us want like healthy, normal, not normal, but I'll say traditional monogamous relationships. I am not one of those people, right. and I'm a very large advocate for polyamory. And polyam to be polyamorous doesn't even mean it. It doesn't mean that you're cheating or anything at all. It just um, what's your definition of to be polyamorous? I think um, you're open to the idea of loving two or more people at the same time. And you're doing this with everyone's knowledge. And you said a key word, love. And mm-hmm. I think that's what I talked to Master Joshua, who has been on our show before, and he said a lot of people are throwing that word around um, polyamorous, and it's not necessarily um, just hooking up. Um, and it's, it's actually... Taking the time to um, develop meaningful relationships with other people, and it's actually at the core, it's about love. So I think there's a difference between polyamory and non-monogamy. So polyamory, if you break it down in the Greek or Latin, I don't know, whatever the hell it is, but like poly means many, amory, amorous means love. So it literally means many loves. Mm -hmm. Versus like an open relationship is not. That's necessarily polyamorous. polyamorous, you know, yeah. it just means like, okay, you're open, you're gonna you, like, get hook up so, with a bunch so of guys, but that doesn't mean right. that you're polyamorous. Yeah. I mean, if we were to quote a, a definition, uh, it's simply a person who has open sexual or romantic relationships with more than one person at a time. And one of the things that I read more about is that their communication is key. So it's not having you could be in a relationship and it's not cheating. It has nothing to do with cheating or going outside of it. It's actually consensual. And I think that's key when you say to no. No, I mean, you can cheat in polyamory. Well, right. People can do whatever they want, of course. No, 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 no. But I mean, like, polyamory doesn't necessarily mean, oh, you can do whatever you want, what you want, but people consider it, you know, the love rules, like, hey, you can't sleep with someone else in the bed that we sleep in. If you do that, that's cheating, cheating, quote, unquote. Or... Right. You're supposed to wear condoms with everyone else. Then you break that. You lie about it. That's cheating. Yes, right. it's a different form of cheating, but well, it's breaking the rules of the agreement you have. And it's outside of the boundaries of what exactly. you guys have set. But also, also, I think people misunderstand that polyamory doesn't mean you're in a threesome. No. You know, it's it's you can be in two different relationships where your two partners 
don't really have anything to do with each but other. But you could be in you could a be. threesome. You could so be. That's but that's called not a tr- necessarily. A, yeah. So a triad would be if all three partners right. are together and loving each other. I lived with my boyfriend and his wife. I was not intimate with his wife. Yeah. I was not dating his wife. She was a friend. Right. But she had, you know, a boyfriend and a girlfriend that was wow. separate. And I'm talking, so it gets very confusing. Uh, mm-hmm. That's a lot of people. It wow. really is. And Versus, did you guys ever have like a potluck or anything hanging out all together? Oh yeah, we did like family dinners, <laughs> and like you? the family dinners would be like everyone comes that's in, cool. and it'd be really cute. Okay, Thanksgiving. No, that's no, that not actually. No, no we did that. Fun. That's kind of like everyone to hang out, which is nice because you really do become part of this. They call it like polycule, which is kind of like your group. Wait, that say that again. Polycule. So P O L Y C U L E, and it's kind of like your group of people you're polyamorous with and who I'm indirectly related to my boyfriend's wife's girlfriend. Right. Right? But like we're all part of the same but group Which in a I sense. would assume makes it maybe feel a little bit more comfortable because you all get to know each other at least that you know that you're intimate with this person which this person is intimate with the other so it helps with the whole situation. I think so too. Are you currently in a polyamorous relationship? Uh, Yes. I am. Well, so you what, tell. Um, sure. So I'm actually dating this woman I met in Amsterdam while I was there for the month. And I called I her. just was in Amsterdam. Really? Yes, yeah, but um, we'll talk about that later. Um, yeah. It's not about you, bitch. <laughs> I met her. Bizarrely enough, she had read an article that I had written. She reached out to me, and I was like, oh, I'm actually in Amsterdam. And I hung out with her and her right. like bisexual best friend. And we hit it off. She's also bisexual. Um, and now, you know, we're dating. We actually just got tickets for her to come out for my birthday. But also while I'm here, I'm still dating and looking for other people here, looking for love. So there's also this right. idea that to be in a polyamorous relationship, you have to be, you know, loving multiple people at once. No. I'm, I had this girlfriend, but I'm also pursuing other relationships here. Right. So it's not necessarily like I have a boyfriend and a girlfriend and all this. It's like, no, I have someone I'm dating there who are serious, and mm-hmm. then I'm also have my people here. Right. There's a, a really good film if you want to... Um, once again, we are live, so um, I'm going to get to a couple of your questions. But there is a great film, um, Professor Mar- Mar- Marston. Marston and the Wonder Woman... Is that, am I saying that right? Yeah. yeah. That film is so great. You can get it on iTunes. And I think it, um, the director, writer, is a uh, female, and she really wanted to show the different sides and not fetishize what we would think of polyamory. And it's a great film if you haven't seen it. You should all see it. She basically told The Guardian, um, poly relationships or kink on film have usually been portrayed as salacious or transgressive in a negative way, and she didn't want to do that. And I recommend this film so much. It's also the impetus for Wonder Woman and how Wonder Woman was created. Um, so anybody that loves Wonder Woman, you should watch this film. Did you watch it? I did. I actually saw the Q&A with her at Newfest. Wow. Um, okay. With the director. Cool. So I, the piece I wrote about it, it's like fictionalized, even though she said based okay, off I'm the sure. true story. Um, however, that doesn't make it any less valid. I think it's one of the best and most honest and realistic depictions of polyamory that I've ever seen. And, and, and I liked it because it looked at all all three of them in this, it looked at all of their viewpoints on it. It didn't over-sexualize 
one style of it, and I thought that that was, like, progressive. And, no, and I think there's still an element. She really, like, walked the fine line between the fact that, like, oh, this is about love, but also it's about hot sex, because it is, too. So, like, she showed that, but mm-hmm. in a way that wasn't fetishizing or hypersexualizing. They clearly had this love, and this love can often lead to hot sex. And thank and, you. And, and, and they do go yeah. together very well. And, <laughs> and, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, and thank you for saying that, Zachary, because I think one of the points of this is that, you know, although we're trying to break down bisexuality and polyamory, at least in this show, there is nothing wrong with being having hot sex. And sometimes, there, sometimes we do fetishize um, bisex and, and gay sex, and there's nothing wrong with that either. So as much as we want to, like, clarify a lot of these different areas, I think mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong with just wanting to have even if you fetishize it, right? Yeah. I mean... Right. And like, I think you've said that in a couple of your articles, yeah, too. It's like, even though you want to you wanna break down some of the... who you are, you also... There, there's also nothing wrong with being... Um, having a lot of sex and, and, and... You know what I'm trying to say? I think so. I think... We should own the fact that we're a sexual being is, yes. I guess, oh, my absolutely. point. absolutely. And I think for me, yes. especially when coming out and becoming an activist, I was very worried about talking about, like, my sexual exploits mm-hmm. because I didn't want to perpetuate the stereotype that, oh, my God, all bisexuals are slut. Or going to cheat. Like, or they're going to cheat. Or they're going to sleep around with everyone. Right. And I'm like, oh, no, but I am a slut. Like, I am a proud slut, and I right. love that. So am I. And nice like, to meet you. Yeah, right? We're, we're, <laughs> we're but, all proud sluts. But it was just something that was... I had to be very careful in the language because there's right. always these stereotypes that, oh, my God, they're so slutty, and they're cheaters, and they're all polyamorous. Right. And it's like, well, I actually am polyamorous. I'm not a cheater, but I am the biggest slut you'll meet ever. So, like, it's Have you met recognizing... Well, later, we're, we're going to meet the macker. Uh, yes, yes, yes. And I guess my point is that um, as much as we want to yeah, clarify right. that, we, we don't want to be afraid of um, no. you know, our slutty side, too. Absolutely. But we do have a question from Frank P. from L.A. Can you be poly and... Polyamorous. Polyamorous and what's that? Exclusive. And exclusively gay, exclusively not gay. by. Oh. Yeah, of, of course. Yeah. So I polyamorous mean, works in. Yeah. You can be I, polyamorous I, and gay. I, I, I know a couple of thruples that you know, they've been they've been together for years and you know they don't cheat on each other, but there's three of them, and they're strictly gay. So, yeah. Yeah. We should also make the note too that like a lot of people, you, there's so many variations within a lot of polyamorous relationships, yeah. and not all of it is. There's not one blueprint for no. any of this. Yeah, I mean, poly- polyamory means many loves. It doesn't mean that they have to be different sexes. Some people, they are different sexes. Some people, they're not. So, you know, whatever works for you. There are plenty of polyamorous gay men. Exactly. And straight people. And everyone. Yeah. Lots of polyamorous straight people that you never know about because they don't talk about it because they're afraid. Exactly. <laughs> and you are not afraid, and we're glad of that. Thank you. Well, exactly. There was um, somebody I wanted to talk about. He is um, an actor. He's Italian, and I can't find my notes. Um, Nico. Thank you. Yeah. How do you say Nico's full name? Torello. Nico Torello. Does that sound right? He's in the show Younger, y'all. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. We got a beautiful. He is. The audience says yes. So he is in a polyamorous relationship. 
and he has been in within this relationship with a woman um, for years and years, and she is considers herself a lesbian, mm -hmm. which is interesting. And he had recently come out, and I guess my question to you was, they have had a lot of problems with family, and like say during the holidays, like Thanksgiving, that her side oh, of the God. family doesn't want them to come to like Thanksgiving dinner because they don't accept what's, what, how they have come out. And I just wonder, have you experienced um, you know, we can all do what we want, but have you experienced family and traditional values play uh, into your life? Yes. Uh, initially, it did a little bit. I'm lucky I come from, like, a, like, Jewish liberal family in, like, the Los Angeles Valley where... L.A. Yeah, right? So it was, like, yeah. Like not, <laughs> not the biggest deal coming out, but polyamory, I remember my mother initially saying, she goes, Zach, if you want to be a whore, just be a whore. You don't need to label it. To which my dad said, uh, Rose, there'll be no slut shaming in this house, which I thought was pretty funny. Oh, oh my God, I love that. I love but it. I think it took, I think for her, her major fear was that I would always come second, which is such an adorable motherly thing where it's like, okay, oh, I was is. dating a man with a wife. Like, I'm yeah. never going to get the love. You're, you're not going to get the primary love. Yes. That, that I deserve. That's so parental. Um, I love that. And it was... And that's kind of an adorable thing. And also then she felt bad from almost like a feminist perspective. She's like, what, so you two off like going to fucking guys at sex parties and the wife is left at home. I'm like, oh no, like the wife is as a million partners. Like she's doing just fine. She's with us and she's but busy as well. I think, so for me, it took a little bit of time for them to get used to and it was time. But for my boyfriend, for example, when he was in a closed relationship, a monogamous relationship with his wife for about six years yeah. until they opened it up and his parents were freaking out, being like, are you guys getting divorced? What does this mean? Why would mm -hmm. you do this? And I think a lot, especially like older generations, yes. don't quite understand one, it. Yes. And, and really, one man, one woman, and it, that's it. And that's it. But yeah. it's interesting. I always find it interesting, especially when... You know, you have so many gay men who are so opposed to open relationships and polyamory, and kind of their rhetoric about it, it sometimes really sounds like the same language that Republicans use to say why yeah. we can't get married. And it's just like, if right. they're happy and it's consensual and they're in love and they're not hurting you, why does it matter so much to right. you? Because um, it doesn't affect you. No, it doesn't it, affect um, you. Yeah. Like, but if you're not so interested in it, it, then you go yeah. away. Um, I, I think a lot of that, though, is, is, is pendulum swing. Yeah. You know, because, the, you know, for, for so long, gay men were, you know, were not able to get married and, you know, always, you know, were known as having multiple partners, mm -hmm. et cetera, et cetera. And now, oh, promiscuous. now you can get promiscuous says, yes, that's, that's, <laughs> that's an, another word we won't get into, but, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, the gay men are generally known as, as promiscuous. But now that the pendulum has swung a bit, and gay men can get married, you can adopt children, you can, you know, you can have that that white picket fence that you never thought was ever going to be possible. That I think, because of that, people are now, you know, a lot of gay men frown on the promiscuity and, you know. Oh, get over it. Exactly. Yeah, just and get over it. It's like you know, you're doing what you want to do. That's fine for you. But allow me that same freedom. Exactly. You know? Mutual respect. Well, speaking of promiscuity, and we are coming up on the end of the hour here, but before I forget, there is an amazing organization if you are into polyamory, um, and I'm going to go to this. It's called openloveny.com. 
um, Kyle, Kyle, who has been on our show for our first live broadcast, is one of the founding members. Um, I also, for people here, if you want a flyer, uh, they do a great cocktail hour uh, at Delancey Lounge here in New York City. But go to openloveny.com to find out more about their schedule. But Zach, I wanted to, can I call you Zach? Yes, please. Okay. Um, I wanted to ask you, you wrote an article about or talked about going to sex clubs or essentially mm -hmm. sex clubs. And I've been to in my lifetime a good sex club here but talk about like the difference between going to a sex club that was mixed and and your recommendation i think you said something about you quoted somebody about how you should if you're into somebody how you should go up to them uh, introduce and introduce yourself introduce the yeah. protocol oh yeah i did mean I, did i've I been get your to, memory <laughs> yeah no i'm like what did i write um so i mean i've been to plenty of co-ed sex parties and then like inferno and harder and all the good ones here. What are they called? Inferno? Well, th those are just the gay ones. Oh, here. the gay ones, yeah. Yeah, those are the gay ones here. Um, and I think there's this element of people disagree with me, but it's a lot more... People want to hear this, so speak. Uh, sure, sure. So it's a lot more there um, at, like, gay sex parties. It's more you will touch and if someone's not interested they'll pull away as opposed to at co-ed sex parties you will still ask before touching. And sometimes we don't know when to, like, pull away in gay parties. Exactly. Gay there are definitely so some like, people... You yes. know what I mean? Like, it's like, all right, enough, enough. I'm At co-ed, are there yeah. men that are just not into other men? Or do you not experience that often? Ask Wait, that again. What, what is was the that? question? So, like, at co-ed sex parties, do you experience, like, you being into men that aren't into well, men I mean, in general? They're different or? ones. I usually go to one where they're going to be more bisexual people. I don't want okay. to go to... I don't want to be the only bi guy with a bunch of straight guys yeah. and women. So yeah. I find right. the parties no, that are good. No, of course, that's boring, yeah. but... But, so I think in those... What, what I always recommend doing is I go up, you know, especially if you're, like, a guy talking to a woman, you start schmoozing a little bit. You so, say, you know, I'd be really interested in... Schmoozing. Schmoozing, yeah. You'd be really interested in doing this and say what it is, you know, having sex, doing this. You're, You're like, really bitch, I want your you dick. <laughs> and then, oh, and then say, if you have time, let me know, and then you walk away, so that way it's not awkward. Come otherwise, find me. Oh, yeah, so come you, find me, exactly. Yeah. The come so you find plant me is the, best the seed, thing. and then... And that way they can they come can, find you, because yeah. otherwise it's still difficult for it to be like, hey, I want to have sex, yeah. and then you're waiting there, and they're like, uh... No. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, it's very yeah. difficult to say no in that situation. It so doesn't leave you hanging as much as... Exactly. And it's, would and it's not uncomfortable just... for the person if they're not yeah. into you yeah. just, just to say, now go away. Yeah. Exactly. Do you, do you think just that's just being respectful? Or do you notice that like men and women um, have different ways that you come on to them? In other words, like men, we could literally like grab someone's ass and you'll know yeah. by a verbal or a eye contact that they're into each other. Do women have the same like verbal... Eye contact, like yeah. I mean, I mean, there's course, definitely you're like, talking to three gay men who don't have don't have really much to do with women, so well, we don't know. No, I mean, well, no, that's why we're asking, sweetie. Well, I mean, there's still like, you know, if someone's staring in your eyes for a solid five seconds, they're probably attracted to you, regardless right, of the true. gender. There's still these cues. That's true. But I mean, you know, obviously, like, women have been socialized in a society where they've been hit on and catcalled. Yeah, but if these, these women things, are at these sex parties, they're, they're no, they're, they're, they're in, you know, they're beyond all that. No, they're. Well, they're not beyond all that, but they're still looking for... They still want a safe experience. You know, they're down right, to right, sex. We all want safe. Yeah, they want, to, they want experience. They want to be consensual. They don't want to sleep Do with we? every guy there. They <laughs> want to sleep with the guys they want to. Right. Um, <laughs> so, versus, you know, there's sometimes I've been at gay sex parties where I'm just... just like, oh, it's almost like I'm... Nah, we don't have to go into that, actually. But, um... So... <laughs> 
But yeah, no, so it's, I mean, there's, there's still the same, like, um, cues that you have body to tell language. someone's into your own body language. And it's amazing when you see guys so clearly not pick up on it. And that's always just like, don't, like, don't make her say, like, you need to get the fuck away. Like, how many times can she, like, turn away, try to leave the conversation, and you do that? Yeah. So I a lot of the times the guys are a lot more aggressive and miss those cues even in these safe supposedly safe sex spaces or over touch like I, I can't tell you how many well the times I've been to a sex party oh bitch <laughs> that you, <laughs> table A over there the regular um, table A is laughing hysterically <laughs> yeah that, you know when, like there's too many hands coming at me at one point and I don't know like oh I just can't handle it I just I can't I can't hands 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 exactly just like Sybil exactly wait in line bitch (laughs) (laughs) exactly take a number Um, you had more questions didn't you from our live stream yes no I was interested in uh, your talk about uh, Grinder, actually. Oh yes, oh, we yeah. love. So Apps. I know. So Zachary doesn't do um, his YouTube channel anymore, but he did do a hilarious video on the five tips that um, you should, should or should not do on on Grinder. Oh, and this I was lo- a while ago. You have but, to tell me. But uh, I love, I love what you touched on was the positive outlook on using the app. So w- how I, you shouldn't use it. And then the way that it would benefit you. Yeah, I think. And, and the number one that I took away from was don't spend more than 15 minutes on Grinder. Oh, because the number of times I've spent like five hours. Five hours. hours and, then I, and then I look at my like, oh my god, like. I, and you're I, still not getting away. I still and haven't come. Not, it's, it's 3 a.m. I need to go to bed. I have to like, work the next morning. Turn it off. Um, but I think, especially with dating apps, there's nothing inherently wrong with Grinder. It's in the way that you use it, right? Um, and Grindr I think, will be happy that you said that. Yeah. Um, well, and, I mean, and we I've, have to be careful because sh- I think you write for Grindr. I do, and I've yeah, so. shat on them plenty. So it's... I think they know. I think they know. I mean, when you have all, like, the femophobic and racist and sizes comments, like, yeah, that's terrible, obviously. Um, but I think when I look at it, there's a reason why I keep using it, despite all the negative experiences I've had. It's because I've met boyfriends off it. I've met the coolest people off of it. I've met, you know, yeah. lasting relationships. But you do have to, you know, um, sift through a bunch of bullshit, shit, for lack Sorry. of better words. Um, but I think, so I think some of the advice I give was be on it for 15, like don't be on it for longer than 15 minutes. Well, it's, a, it's a waste of time. And the other one that I loved is that don't be on Grinder when question. you're with your friends. Yes. And which <laughs> my, friend, my friend John and I like have this thing that we'll be at a restaurant and we're like, you are at a dinner party. What are you doing, sweetie? You sometimes are on some of the apps that we've noticed. Moi? <laughs> yeah. And we're like at a public event or something. Yeah, I'm calling you out. But also that means you are on it if you saw him. I'm looking over his shoulder. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, he's like, who's that? Ping, yeah. ping, ping. <laughs> I'm such a bitch. Someday. Yes, you are, and we're going to talk about this later. <laughs> Yes, yeah. So any more tips on and can you find do do people I get think, mad at you or do you say you're bisexual? Um usually I've gone through phases of saying I'm bisexual but because most of my grinder situations are truly just for like a 20 minute quickie. 
There's right. no real reason to. Like, it doesn't add anything. They don't need to... Which is one of your other tips, is if you're looking for a relationship, don't go on Grindr. Uh, yes. Go to okay, Tinder. that's... Yeah. I'm always is it surprised all coming back? By the, thank you, yes. I'm always surprised by the number of people who are like, God, I'm so frustrated with Grindr. I haven't found, like, a boyfriend. I'm like, that is not... Like, there are, like even Tinder <laughs> it's not is not the right platform. Like, it's yeah. clearly not... Like, there are better platforms. Like, why would you mm-hmm. think on this app, like, that this would be... Fine? I mean, that said, you can still find a boyfriend, but also that same guy sends me an unsolicited picture of his close-up butthole, and then he's like, I can't find a boyfriend. I'm like, well, well probably hello. not the best way to go about it. Like, I'm yeah. only going to see you as a sex object if you present yeah. yourself that way. As that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think being honest about your expectations. I, I, I do have a friend who, found, who has had two boyfriends that he found on, on Growler, specifically, mm. and they were both com- they're both completely crazy. You know, it's like well, <laughs> it's like you found two crazy people. He attracts crazy people anyway. But you know. sweetie, we're all crazy. Well, that's so. True, I have but. another question <laughs> from one of our viewers, mm-hmm. uh, Robert Flowers, asking: uh, Do you find relationships with men or women easier? What are the differences and Ooh. similarities between both? Oh, that that is a which is a very that's a, that's complicated, complicated question. Um, Usually I find relationships with men easier. I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that my... Jealousy. No, no, not jealousy. No, no, but I think my lifestyle is so gay. I go to gay bars. I write for gay magazines. If I go to a gay bar with a woman who I'm dating, first of all, they're going to be pissed off that there's a woman infiltrating that space. Who knows how they're going to respect her. Why'd you bring her? (laughs) I've had sex with 50 of the guys there. They're jealous that I'm with a woman. They don't treat her with respect. And because... Like, my ex, who was back in Boston, she was a woman, and we went to Pride, and she ended up crying and going home, because we were at these Pride events, and the number of drunk assholes she overheard just being like, oh my god, she doesn't even know her boyfriend is gay, how pathetic. Like, gay men saying that audibly, so she could hear, and she identifies... Like, she could hear it, she identifies as queer and genderqueer and sexually fluid and still in this space that was pride where she yeah. should feel welcome and accepted. Exactly. Of course. Yes. So, it's, yes. so it's not because necessarily of me. It's because of kind of the culture we live in and the people I associate with yeah. myself with, I do find it easier to date men. But that said, I have a girlfriend in Holland right now. So it's not, I'm not opposed to it. Yeah. You know, I'm not looking for the easier route necessarily. No, but the relationship itself, uh, what are the, like the like pros and cons between both I think based off of being a different sex fashion uh, well I mean well with, well, that would with, be for with me. a man after sex you can go to sleep and he will chew it's <laughs> <laughs> I mean it depends I mean I think a lot of the things are just kind of as I mentioned just my activities my hobbies what I like everything is you know RuPaul related so yeah. even when I date a woman she has to have been watching RuPaul since season one yeah. you know, she has to like the same she has no choice. gay things that I do like yeah, um, she has to be a big girl too yeah got it alright en- enough with that uh, to quote RuPaul <laughs> I've heard enough I've made my decision so we have a question for you. Um, how do you negotiate or navigate safer sex within a polyamorous relationship? Um, the same way you would with any, right? Yeah, I mean, you have to come to an agreement with your partner. Um, I, I mean, I've been on prep for a while. Pep. Uh, prep. 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 Um, for a while, but there was a point where my boyfriend couldn't go on prep because he actually got pancreatitis. 
Uh, Say it again. Pancreatitis, which is his pancreas was failing, which yes. is one of like the weird, random the side effects yeah. that will happen. Um, and honestly, more in solidarity, I would wear condoms with other people. So because mm-hmm. he had to wear condoms with other people. Um, and then what would happen is I'd get drunk and I'd slip up and I wouldn't wear a condom and then I'd go back and I'd tell him and I'd get tested, you know, whatever right. it is, 10 days later and we use condoms until then. But otherwise, me and him would have, you know, unprotected sex. So I think it's just mm-hmm. navigating what it is that you want and then also if you do slip up, if you don't just like, it's not the end of the world. Like you just go in, just, you tell yeah. them, hey, honest, you say, Jeremy. hey, I messed up. Be honest, yeah. yeah. And then you get tested and then you deal with it. That's so what you say all yeah, the time. Yeah, it totally is. I'm, like, always panicked, but, yeah. So, um, but I've been on it for a while, too, like you said, so. Yeah. Before we go, um, is, there, is there hope for gay men, in cor- like, just accepting bisexuality and not making us all so... I think, again, my point of doing the show was we share the ac- in the acronym LGB. And do you think there's hope for us gay men to, like, unite a little bit more? It- of course. No, I mean, I wouldn't be doing this if I didn't think there was hope. And if I think it was you. a lost cause, I wouldn't be here. I think a lot of it comes down to education and visibility. And again, like, there was no visibility and no idea of what bisexuality or That's just kind true. of like the there trials and tribulations that bisexual Other than men- in the media that has always been salacious what? or exactly. negative. So I think just... In talking about it, you know, I'm not, I'm not gonna, it's not gay men's fault. They didnn't know any better because they True. haven't been educated. Good they had no idea. But now we're in a point where in the past like five years, the amount of just bisexual content I've seen on LGBT sites have increased exponentially. Oh, yeah. So just take advantage and read it. You know, yeah. that's all it is. That's all I'm asking. But I think the content is now out there. There's going to be more content. There's going to be more people who are identifying as bi mm-hmm. and pan and everything else. Right. So right, as right. this happens, I think gay men will slowly become more accepting. And before you go, where can people follow you? And I know you have some exciting oh, things coming. Oh, no, no, com- just the follow. The follow, okay, with that. Uh, so, yeah, follow me on Twitter at Zachary Zane underscore. And that's that for everything. So Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all Zachary Zane underscores. And read his articles. Don't, didn't you love his articles? He's a great, you he's a great writer. He's, you really are. You great really writer. are. I like, yeah. I, I like your articles. They're very, they're unique. Um, and they have a very specific point of view, which I love. Thank and, you. Yeah, and, please. And they're, and they're very genuine. Yes, and heartfelt. Please, so, yeah. Please read all my articles. That's great. Absolutely. My editors will be happy. Thank you for doing the show. Yeah, thank you so much for having me on. Thank you, Rebar, for hosting us. Hey, um, Rebar. Come thank to you. Rebar Chelsea. Here in the heart of Chelsea, my neighborhood. Thank you all for coming here uh, to support us. And you can listen to us on iTunes, all Stitcher, we're on um, iHeartRadio, we're on everything. We come out every single Tuesday. Um, thank you, Jeremy Ross Lopez on my far left. Thank you, Steve Carpenter next to me. Yeah, follow us at Talk About Gay Sex. And in the meantime, what are we doing? We're having hot, hot gay, gay sex. sex. Thank you. Woo! Thanks.